Well, hello there. It's great to have you back on the Virtual Agile podcast. I'm Chris Stone, the Virtual Agile coach. In this episode, we're exploring a topic that's sure to blow your mind as much as it does mine, the intersection of AI and agility. I really get my geek on in this one, so stay tuned as we answer the question, will AI take over our jobs? And hear about the brand new cheese-themed retro format that we create live on the show, powered by AI. Don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button so you never miss an episode of the show. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. You're tuned into the Virtually Agile podcast with your host, Chris Stone, the Virtual Agile Coach. And today's episode, I'm particularly excited about because we're exploring a topic that I'm geeking out over every day, the use of AI in agility. It's been several months now since I began delving deeply into the world of AI in earnest, and my mind is continually blown on the regular. And I'm not using hyperbole when I say that it's been a game changer for me. It amplifies my existing skills, so really looking forward to this conversation today. Across the guests that we have on the show today, we've got a mixture of uh, levels, I'd say, levels of people that are for or against it. So we've got someone who isn't quite there yet. You've got someone who's middle of the range, and I am, as you can probably guess, way for AI and agility. Uh, I welcome our new robot overlord. So before we get into the detail, however, I'm pleased to welcome once more my latest co-host to the show, Awana. For those who haven't met you yet, Awana, tell us or tell our guests a little bit about you. Thanks so much, Chris. Yes, uh, so... Thank you for having me today here as a, a co-host. I'm super excited once again. My name is Juana Moraru. I am a freelance agile coach and scrum master at scrumify.at. And of course, I am also a singer in my band, Ardenite. And today I'm particularly excited to welcome our amazing guest, Benjamin Torstensen. He is also an AI enthusiast. He is my business partner and partner in real life. As, and also, uh, you know, we're doing together Scrumify.at. So I'm looking forward to uh, having this discussion with, with the both of you. And dear Benjamin, would you like to uh, add something to your introduction? Yeah, so hello, everyone. Thanks for the nice introduction. So. I've been uh, a software developer for a long time, for longer than 10 years. And I've always been, been like Chris, geeking out about AI, but uh, for a bit longer, like um, the technology has always been there. It's, it's been there since the 90s. And um, but with the recent development of uh, strong graphics cards, it's been going crazy. And uh, I, I love the the way it's going and I'm very much interested in this topic. So in my software development journey, I've like loved to not only study it, but also use it in programs and like use it in my work and uh, it's becoming more and more. And I think that's why we're sitting together here. For sure. <laughs> so I think uh, that's that's a very nice uh, you know opportunity for me to ask the first question, which might interest our listeners, and that is, uh, what can AI do at the moment for us? Yeah. So I think what what most people have heard of is uh, ChatGPT. It's been in everyone's mouth, and everyone is like trying it out. It's free. If you haven't tried it out, go on the website. Um, 
check it out. It's it's really fun to use. So maybe a, a, a small technical thing behind it. Uh, I won't go into too too much detail, but I think it's it's important to understand what ChatGPT actually is. So um, the technology behind it is LLM, which is large language model, which basically says it has been trained on every text that you can imagine, every book, every blog, every LinkedIn post, every tweet, every Facebook post has been put into a, they call it model, and it's been trained on that. And now what it does, it guesses words. So after every word, it guesses what could be the next word. And this is basically all it does. This is the technology behind it. and But since we have so much data, it's becoming so good at imitating us humans. But it's also become a very good liar. Maybe you, you guys have seen the hallucinations that it can do. It can be very convincing, convincingly in lying and gaslighting people. And Oh, my God. That sounds a bit also, scary. <laughs> that's why I'm also very much... Uh, uh, careful with this technology i don't know if you guys already have experienced this yeah so i guess one of the things i would say about this is that it's only as good as the information you put into it first so there's a term called prompt engineering and that's all around how you structure the queries how you talk to the ai to begin with what we do need to be aware of as ben's just highlighted is that currently and i think the the later models are getting better at this so there's there's the original chat gpt 3.5 which was trained on a set of data a smaller volume of data than the newer newer one which is chat gpt 4 and chat gpt 4 is less likely to do these hallucinations these lies uh because all it's doing is is beginning to take creative license a little bit with some of the data it has and as an example some of the things that could happen and this is i guess is a risk is that you put a prompt in, you put a question into it, and it responds with a theory uh, or a quote or uh, an article or something that doesn't actually exist. You do the research to check that article and it was never there to begin with. So that's where you've got to be wary. So in the hands of an expert, in the hands of someone who knows what they're doing, and in, the, in the hands of someone who doesn't just take what it says as gospel, it can be very powerful. But just to be wary, don't just take the answer and assume it's the correct answer yeah i i think you're right we we should be wary but it invites so much to not be wary about it especially when i think about students um who are now using this to to write their homework to do all of their i've been talking to a computer science uh, colleague who is currently studying and he's using it for all his tasks that he should do at home so and he takes the answers for granted and is not back-checking it if it's true. So while you should do it, it's it's also kind of like, are you really doing it, Chris? Well, are you I guess really the, checking? The, the flip side of that as well is that let's let's consider an alternative. Okay, so let's say that person was using AI and, and ChatGPT to get some answers, and they weren't checking the data integrity afterwards. What's to say they were checking the data integrity when they were using Google? They might have 
put a, a query out on Google, looked for a few blog posts, and then assumed those blog posts were gospel and taken it as such, and not done the the, the further research either. So is, if that oh, if that person hasn't if that person hasn't got the mindset of of, of back checking and and doing their research and being the credible Hulk, you know, checking the credibility of things, then they might not do it with this new tool either. And that might yeah, be so, behavior. So yeah. I mean, um, I said in the beginning, I've been a software engineer for a long time, and now um, I've switched to the Scrum Master role. I've been working with Scrum a lot, and uh, I thought, okay, now it's the time for me to share the knowledge that I've gained and that I've learned. And ChatGPT has been quite helpful doing this. Um, let me give you an example. Um, I have a team that um, maybe is um, having troubles with um, they're not open to say what they're thinking about. So I then take ChatGPT to to help me with that. I, I ask, hey, can you write me uh, an outline draft for a retrospective that's for a team that is um, scared to open up, maybe include learnings from um, a book that I like um, about retrospectives and... Um, maybe also include a joke. And this helped me a lot, I have to say. This really, um, I, I saw the power of it in retrospectives and it's like people were really like, oh, nice, this this is what we needed and thanking me for that. So that's that's really a use case where wow. I'm, I'm doing it every two weeks. <laughs> So there we go. Let's be let's be really explicit for our listeners then. So if, if, a, if a listener wanted to create a retrospective using ChatGPT, how they would do that is they would put in a message saying something like, you are an expert scrum master who is helping their team to create a fantastic agile retrospective. You will use the, uh, the, the stages of a retrospective as outlined by the book Agile Retrospectives by Diana Larson. And you will include some fun, whimsy, something that gets people talking, being aware of that, they, that the team might have low psychological safety. And within seconds, ChatGPT will provide you an outline modeled or mapped against those stages with a bit of fun in there too. If you wanted to say, hey, you want to create a brand new retro format based on the quotes of Shakespeare, you could ask it for 10 examples of Shakespearean themed quotes with agile puns mixed in there too. And it would do that in seconds. To me, as a, as a creator of retrospectives, and I've done a fair few of my time, it has been an, a massive amplifier to my, my ability to create new retrospectives because it would have taken me far longer to have done the research and to make those connections in the past. So I, I think it's so nice uh, that you gave such an explicit example, Chris. Because, you know, maybe some of our listeners who are new to the topic don't even know how to write such a prompt. Uh, I also noticed some people just write questions like they write in Google, but it's, it's not the same, right? So we need a certain prompt language or context like you yeah. just gave. Mm -hmm. And you've highlighted a really key point there. If you treat ChatGPT like it's Google and you just say, you know, a few keywords, the response you're going to get is not going to be great. But if you really put some thinking into how you talk to the AI, then the results can be absolutely mind-blowing. 
and I have a growing list of prompts that anyone can use, uh, broken down by use case on my Notion, and so Notion database that I share, and I'll, I'll include the link to that as part of the, the episode notes for this episode. Now I'm keen Sorry. to, so you've heard, you've heard from me, you've heard from, from Ben, what about, what about you, Anna? What have you done with AI, if anything, as yet? <laughs> um, so um, sometimes, quite seldomly, uh, I, I ask it for something, <laughs> but I have to say uh, I'm more, you know, I'm a bit wary and just a bit concerned <laughs> about the developments. And I have a lot of, uh, you know, tangibility to it because of uh, Benjamin. So he he comes and tells me like the latest uh, things and the latest discoveries. And um, sometimes I ask him something, I, I, just something work related, for example. And he says, why don't you ask a chat GPT? And I'm like, I'm asking you. I'm asking you, I'm not asking ChatGPT, you know, like I want to know your, your um, thoughts behind this. Why not both? Like... <laughs> Why not both? Like, with all due respect to Ben, ChatGPT is trained on far larger models of data and yeah, the response yeah, yeah. time will be far more rapid. And to be honest, there'll be things that, that, that ChatGPT suggests that Ben might not have thought of. Right. And I'll give you a really good example, yeah. give you a great example. I was planning a workshop recently. Uh, actually, it was a retrospective for a community, so a community-based retrospective, hundreds of people in the Agile space. And I thought, right, I want to create an icebreaker, but not not one of those boring two truths and a lie style icebreakers. I want something different. And I, I asked, I put in a query, and the result for this icebreaker was actually something I've never heard of that I've since Googled and I've not seen any examples of this icebreaker or this, this exercise existing. And the way it works is you're on either a virtual whiteboard or in person, and you've got your, your people that you're participating with. And what you do is you either on a virtual whiteboard, you write your name and your role on a post-it, okay? And then everyone starts doing those and you start to see loads of post-its start to appear, bit of a bit of a spread. And then you draw on this whiteboard in a green line, anyone you've learned something from, okay? And then you start to see all these lines start to appear. And then you draw with another color, anything or a, a link to a person you may have been collaborating with in the past on a project or a, you've done a conversation or you've worked with. And again, more lines start to appear. And then a third line, a red one, this is one with someone you want to connect with or network with because you've not quite done that yet. And again, boom, right? And, and, in, and in, in less than five minutes, you've got a wonderful visual representation of the power of a network. These are all the people I've learned from. These are the, these are the common people learn people. These are the common people that people learn from. So these are about the, the network champions that are doing lots of work. These are the people that, oh, I haven't really interacted with yet. Maybe I should make, maybe I should make a plan to do that. And that, as an exercise, I've never once seen that anywhere in the Agile world. And that was created by ChatGPT. Wait, you are really telling me you didn't come up with this? ChatGPT came up with? Well, yes. I cannot believe that. Oh, my God. 100%. I'm a bit shocked I've... that you didn't find anything on it. Because like we just said, right, it's, it's having all the information and trying to anticipate from that. Yeah, I, I was actually always struggling with 
ChatGPT coming up with new concepts that I haven't seen before. It's very good at combining concepts, but this really sounds like uh, a really like maybe it's I don't know where this could come from, but it's uh, it's such a great great icebreaker and great. I would love to to be part of this and like try it out also like. I'm I will definitely take this with me. <laughs> I'm stealing yeah, it. <laughs> give, give it a go. Honestly, I'm looking forward to experimenting with it in person because you could do it in person mm. too. Imagine mm. you've got everyone standing around. They've got their little um, badges on. And maybe you start with fixed locations for everyone and people start to move around. And maybe you string to represent the their, their network. And then, boom, you've got this network of people. And then you've, you've made yourself a little action plan of people that I want to network with in the future. Because I haven't connected with that person yet, and that person sounds interesting. So yeah, that was a, a ChatGPT creation, a, a bit of a use case. Honestly, oh. when I, I kid you not, when it created that, I sat there and I went, "Fuck! <laughs> what the hell? What? Where did that come from? Oh my god!" I was just, <laughs> I was just blown away by it, and I, I immediately put that into my workshop, and I've used that a couple of times since, and it's just incredible. So, so what is the next step now? ChatGPT gives you the the tasks to do to to create a great uh, retrospective and when will it actually facilitate the retrospective do you, well, there, do you think there that's we go. coming there we go that's where we get into the i guess the the next question which which is around will ai take our jobs are we gonna are we gonna lose the need for scrum masters coaches facilitators i don't believe so i don't think we're there yet right i i think i think it's gonna possibly result in companies needing less of these roles if you've got more ability to uh, solve problems by, by using it because it can help you solve problems and identify solutions that scrum master and agile coaches might have been able to provide to you but there's still the human element there's still the human element of facilitation i i do think we're not far away from me putting a query into chat gpt and it then creating a retrospective template inside Miro, the actual template, and I'm not talking just the words, but the, the visual template combining mm. images from Midjourney or Stable Fusion, combining uh, the, the, the prompts and the wording that's gone in. And then I'm sure there'll become a point where you've then got uh, it actually prompting people through the steps in the in the system itself. So you don't even need a a facilitator i don't think we're that doesn't feel that far away to me i mean whilst i agree uh, i still think the emotional intelligence is not quite there yet while computers can read in, uh, the emotions of people they can see from your face like how is someone doing but really combining all of the information i think we're still better in that uh, and especially our visual organs, our eyes, we use them so much to read people. And AI is not, I would say, is not there yet to really read people and their body movement and the fine details. Micro expressions, right? Yeah, okay. one, uh, one is really good at that. Uh, I know that. But I, so I, here's yeah. a, here's, a, here's a, a thought that I'm sure some clever developer cleverer than I, someone who doesn't look at the, the code and think of the matrix, the ones and zeros. Here's something that I think someone could build. And I don't, again, I don't think we're far away from being able to do this. Imagine you've got a team working in Slack, right? And you've got a bot 
inside that Slack channel. Uh, and that bot could be performing sentiment analysis on the, the language being used by that team. And based on that sentiment analysis, it could be automatically suggesting from random prompts in its database that might be targeted to the, the sentiments being displayed and capturing data from those team members, perhaps pinging them a once a day message about how they could improve or how they're feeling and, and otherwise. All of that being then collected into a, a dashboard, a summary, here is, your, here is your last few weeks based on what you've told us and based on our sentiment analysis. And this is your suggestion for how you could be improving as a consequence. Oh my God, that that sounds like a dystopian future. But sounds a bit uh, Big Brother-esque, right? Like, yeah. you're being, yeah. like you're being watched. I had just, um, you know, like one one thought when you told when you told us this, Chris. Like it, it's then based actually on what uh, the people are writing to it, right, or what they are saying. So it may be able to read extroverts a bit better, <laughs> and introverts will still be like a question mark. Even for the, for the AI, maybe. <laughs> I mean, people are often, when you say, okay, how it will anal analyze the chat, um, I often write very, like, direct in chats. Maybe it would advise me, Benjamin, maybe you should, like, take more time and maybe you should put your sentence first in ChatGPT and translate it to a nicer version of it. Uh, but since you said also chat, the the company behind uh, ChatGPT, which is OpenAI, is very much funded by by Microsoft. And as we all know, Microsoft Teams is like taking over the world, and uh, Slack is uh, losing a lot of traction because of it. So I can very much see this product being in Teams in this year already, mm. since they're moving so fast with it. I don't believe we're far away from teams automatically capturing conversations that are held and summarizing the meeting in terms of meeting notes actions captured and otherwise so that no one has to do any minutes anymore we're not far away from that and that will be based on what's been recorded in that conversation the transcript of it uh probably a mixture of ai in there as well and you could you could build in like based on this this meeting notes what are some ideas as to what we could do next? And it might, you press a button, it just gives you some ideas and the team then can decide. What I was trying to highlight by that previous example around it, it kind of listening to your, your chat and the sentiment analysis is that it's just data. And at the end of the day, the team still decides what to do with that data. So a, a, a coaching technique I often use is to allow the team to visualize their data, whether that's their velocity, whether that's you know, how they're feeling, all you're doing is exposing that data, and then it becomes the human conversation. Okay, what are we going to do with that data? How do we choose to interpret that data? Interpret that data? What do we want to do next as a consequence? So I wasn't in any way suggesting that it be used for monitoring or telling people off or otherwise, it was more of a, well, here's some data based on what this uh, AI has told us, what do we want to do? So there's still a the human intervention, there's, there's still the human focus. Because as mm. you say, it could be that well, actually, those words, they don't really reflect how we're feeling right now. And uh, that conversation could then obviously supersede what the, the bot has said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Juana, uh, sorry. I was also having some thoughts on this question. If AI will take over our jobs <laughs> as Scrum Masters. And, you know, like uh, from my experience, what I noticed, there's different types of Scrum Masters also. 
and some scrum masters because of different reasons might might be doing kind of like you know this this uh, writing minutes type of tasks you know maybe they um are doing kind of like the minimum for the job and they what they basically do are just uh, sending out meetings uh, writing together the meeting notes of what happened in the meeting maybe facilitating those meetings and if that's it then i i would say yes probably <laughs> probably those jobs will be taken over quite soon but if we dive in much deeper um, into the role and also in this um, maybe conflict management and uh, coaching side and human microexpression reading and building this relationship between humans, I think then either it's not going to take over yet or it's going to take a bit longer for it to take over. What, what do you guys think about this? Uh, I think... It, as you said, uh, the, the easy tasks, you will no longer have to do them, like sending out uh, scheduling meetings is, the, is a really good example. I think AI is going to get really good at it. Um, I don't like doing that task, but it often sticks on me. I think Scrum Masters not using AI will have a lot of troubles in the future. You will need to adopt that technology. The, er the earlier you do it, the Chris was saying prompting. Um, we will soon get prompt engineering as courses, how to properly write really good prompts and get the most out of it. And I think there is a lot of like learnings here. Also, you can use ChatGPT to get to be your coach. Like um, if you're a Scrum Master and you're struggling, as ChatGPT to be your professional agile coach and to teach you how to become a better Scrum Master. I think there is also a lot of potential there. I, I think this is a perfect segue to our next question, and namely, which which tools uh, would you recommend that we can use as Scrum Masters? So maybe um let, let me say free tools and then i'm eager to hear if you know them and what tools you guys are using so i would say mid-journey for image generation it's really fun then typing mind i've been using it a lot recently it's like a wrapper around chat gpt but it has like functionalities like saving prompts and you can see prompts of other people's and they can you can share them and it's a really nice tool and the last one mm, is a voice generation tool that i've been using recently um i don't know the name of it uh, what was it called uh, 11 labs exactly and uh, i like sending messages with it to to people so so what are you guys using I primarily have stuck with ChatGPT and Midjourney at the moment. So ChatGPT as my yeah inspiration, as my uh, I describe it as like a digital assistant or a thousand digital assistants that I've got accessible to, access to. So it's 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 like having uh, yeah a little a bunch of little worker bees that can just go away and do a lot of research on a topic or help me with a, a blinking cursor moment where I'm stuck with something or 
to yeah idea generate so that's that's my one there and then when i want to turn something visual mid-journey so the, the journey might be <laughs> a bit of a pun there the journey might be that i've put my prompt into chat gpt I've, I've had it create me some cool concepts for a retrospective for a workshop and then i've said hey suggest me some imagery and suggest me a prompt that i could use in mid-journey that would enable me to get some some good images from that and then mid-journey would go and create some ai images that i could use uh as part of that that retrospective or workshop those are the two that i've i've dived into more than others i the, the thing is that there's there's thousands of new ones coming out every week everyone has really got onto onto the the ai hype train they're seeing all of the the possibilities as to what you can do i'm hearing of examples where people are using ai to create uh, educational videos to create pitch decks for uh, selling things to companies there's there's new things coming up all the time. There's as uh, as Ben mentioned, a way to capture all of your prompts in a single browser. There's, there's there's so much coming all the time. So it's it's rapidly accelerating. I can't keep up with it to be honest, but I am very much deep diving into ChatGPT and just exploring and finding new use cases all the time. What about you, Oana? Um. So I didn't dive in as, as deep as you guys yet. Uh, I tried ChatGPT and was also, um, I also found it very helpful at times. So that's the one I tried. And then uh, there's the one that uh, Ben implemented. It's, <laughs> it's the AI uh, retro generator. And that's, that's one that I really enjoy using. Um, I use it when I want a themed retrospective which fits a certain team. For example, when I work with a team and I know that all of them enjoy eating spaghetti, for example, then uh, I can just type in, uh, write a spaghetti themed retro and it creates it immediately based on uh, ChatGPT, I believe. And so, so maybe let me, let me put in here some few words. Um, we were saying before, like writing good prompts is, is not that easy. So why did I create this? Um, I was like, okay, not a lot of people know how to write good prompts. Let me make it even more easier. I write the prompt, you just write the theme and you get a retrospective. It's just like the first step to get into AI. And then after that, I really suggest try out ChatGPT. So, so let's, let's do a live example of your your ai retro generator then so the the oh, tool is at scrumify.at let's have it a go hopefully <laughs> so scrumify.at it's uh create your own themed ai retrospective and what you do is you write down your theme and i've put in cheese and i'm selecting <laughs> from three emojis it says funny sarcastic or choleric and i've chosen funny and then you press create your retrospective and off it goes so i'm going to read out live what this tool is doing it's saying, let's cheese up our sprint. Icebreaker question. If you were a type of cheese, what would you be and why? Themed materials you could use for this retro. A cheese board or platter, assorted cheeses, cheese knives, crackers and bread, wine or non-alcoholic beverages of choice. It loses points with it saying non-alcoholic there. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, steps. Welcome to our cheese themes retro. Let's start by indulging in some cheese. Great start. You know, any 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 scrum master that invites me to a retro with cheese and wine is going to win some points in my book. As we enjoy our cheese, let's take some turns showing one thing we went feel we went well. This could be a moment of personal success. And as you share, 
feel free to pair your cheese with a characteristic that went well. <laughs> so we're starting to pair our cheese with thoughts about the previous retrospective. Okay. Next, let's discuss actions to improve. Brainstorm for a moment what you could have done. Again, pairing your cheese with the issue. So it's got a strong pairing element. Uh, if, if, for example, if, for example, we struggled with communication, pairing with a sharp cheddar might represent the need for clear and direct communication. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Now, using our cheese board as a visualization tool, let's map out your tasks and prioritize them. Pair each cheese with a type of cheese that represents its priority level. <laughs> this is ridiculous. But it's it's for the hardcore cheese lovers. The hardcore cheese fans. <laughs> it's for the cheese connoisseurs. Cheese connoisseurs. <laughs> Finally, let's share what we learned about ourselves and our team. And again, let's pair our cheese with our new fat <laughs> personal growth or, or skill. And before the end... <laughs> Well, then let's enjoy the rest of our cheese. Yeah. <laughs> and then it says, cheers to us. What a retrospective. What's a retrospective? Now, folks, folks, I've never run a cheese-themed retrospective, but I've got some ideas now, especially the, the pairing. Pair this cheese. Was, uh, was, the, was the sprint Gouda for you? Or, or was it, you know, oh, and you could make lots of puns, you know? Was this cheese, was this sprint good for you? Yeah, it could be done. So there we go. We've got a, a very simple demonstration of a tool. And all you're doing there, you don't need to need to know the underlying prompt. You don't need to know how to talk to the AI using this tool. You put in a theme, I chose cheese, and then you put in whether you want it funny, sarcastic, or choleric, and it gives you a, a themed retro that you could immediately try. But the thing is, you don't need to use all of it. You could choose the bits you exactly. like and then tailor accordingly. So it's a starting point for the conversation. So so maybe um, one different part that I've been using ChatGPT is to summarize things. Like when I get really long emails, <laughs> um, not from work, I, I'm, I'm, I would never put something from work, privacy issues there. But if I get something, let's say from uh, a friend, a really long email, I put it into ChatGPT let it summarize into five points and I know what it's about. If I should read it again, if I should like, if it's okay. And I hope it's I not really my emails. It. <laughs> no, it's not your Okay. <laughs> but summarization is really strong. Or if you have a website, you can just take the text or a blog and just summarize it in five quick points. And then if you decide, okay, I want to read it, you can still read it. But it, it really is good at giving overuse. So mm. now we're moving to the realms of what are the best use cases for ChatGPT that we've used? Because I've got a I've got a load I can share. And <laughs> on that exact topic, summarization, I was actually experimenting this morning. I had a thought, like I often do, as I was taking Celeste downstairs. And uh, Celeste is my cat, by the way. And the the thought was, could I have ChatGPT help me? with summarizing information in a way that could then feed a sketch note. So I thought, oh, let's say you're a graphic artist and you wanted to consume large volumes of data and turn that into the summary key points. How would that look? So I tried it. And what I did is I went into ChatGPT and I said, right, this is the exact query. You're an expert graphic recorder who creates amazing visual sketch notes that helps people to digest information and key points on a topic. Read the following article and suggest the keywords or phrases that could be included in a sketch note. Include up to 20, 
suggest imagery or iconography that could be used to visualize them and put the results in a table format. And what it did is it gave me a list of keywords or phrases, e.g. team climate, network of teams, consultative leadership, intensive culture or inclusive culture, sorry. It gave me the context and then it gave me some images or iconography, not the actual images, but a description. So a diverse group of people or a person with a speech bubble or connected network with people icons or a spark or a chemical reaction to, uh, to, to signify catalysts. And I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. As, as a non-graphic artist, I could see how I could turn that article, which I took from Forbes, that article into something visual to be more inclusive for people that can't or don't find easy to digest large bits of text like that. And imagine how you could do that in a workshop. Imagine oh, how you good. could imagine how you could automatically just transcribe someone's TED talk and turn that into uh, a sketch note visual. I don't think we're Instantly far away. Instantly, you have a that. blog post. Uh, yeah. You have... Instantly, you're repurposing content that you already have into a visual format that's more inclusive. I mm. think we're not far away from being able to put in a, a query like that into ChatGPT. It then doing a chain of queries that creates. The idea, the, you know, the, the ideas behind it, the 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 query that goes into to Mid Journey, and then actually does the creation of that into a sketch note in a templated style, and off you go. Yeah, so uh, I, I love this approach. Uh, I've never thought about it before, but um, it fits the theme of um, how can you use ChatGPT? And uh, I have a burning question: um, Have you guys ever use ChatGPT to code? So it's ChatGPT is like a senior software developer that you can hire for $20 a month. And it's really, really, really good at coding. So have you ever tried that? So I haven't personally, because it doesn't, uh, I'm not, a, I'm not a technical person in that respect. However, I am, am aware of its potential. Uh, I know, and again, I don't think we're that far away from the average person who doesn't understand code being able to build some code using ChatGPT in, in a chosen language. So I think we're going to be at the point soon where let's say you are a product person, a, a product owner, a product manager, and you've heard a great use case, a, a great feature. I think we're not far away from being able to talk into a, uh, an, an Alexa style device and then that go into ChatGPT and then the code to be written and built for that and then put into a test environment to be tested and then indeed tested automatically using test cases and then actually put into production. Yeah, so um, on on this topic, you just said it like uh, you just, you have a rough idea. Let's say you want to build a, a mirror board, uh, like completely the software behind it. And there is this this new um, thing called AutoGPT. I don't know if you heard about it before. Mm -hmm. And while it's still in a very early phase, it's basically ChatGPT taking an idea and then doing the tasks itself, creating new tasks, scheduling new tasks, creating new prompts for new ChatGPT instances, and like becoming very much automatic and you're just there to to overview it and to check if it's doing the right thing and to maybe stop it if it's going into the wrong direction. So I'm very, very eager to 
to see where this where this one is going. Me also. To, to I'm the very matrix. excited by that. <laughs> <laughs> to the Matrix. Okay, so I think you guys are very, very hyped. So maybe let's try to bring the hype a bit down. Uh, so how can we avoid over-reliance on AI? Uh, I mean, there, there is the fear of it taking, especially as a software engineer, um, it will take over the, the, the software engineering jobs. And I think people will rely a lot. I'm already relying a lot on the help of ChatGPT whilst coding. And I don't think it's going to become less. It's like, how do I become less reliant on the internet? I didn't manage to. I became very, very much reliant on the internet. Chris, how are you feeling about this? I think, I'm not sure it's the right question. Is what what is the what's the consequence of us over relying on something? Okay, we we dependent upon it if we we lose it. But as you've just highlighted, there are there are certain advances in technology that it makes sense for us to rely on because they save us so much time, energy, effort. We have more free time to focus on either delivering great value in the workplace or just enjoying our lives. I, I see AI as one of the pathways to helping us move towards happier, healthier people because we don't have to do all this admin rubbish nonsense. Like we've got machines that can do a lot for us and we can just focus more on enjoying our lives. That's that's the way I see it. So I'm I welcome it rather than being wary of it of over relying on it. Think about when I when I was a kid, right, uh, at school. You'd have your teacher saying, oh, make sure you learn all these formulas because one day you won't have a calculator in your pocket. That was a bloody lie, right? Because I've got <laughs> one in my pocket all the time. And and am I reliant upon it for maths? Yeah, because maths isn't my forte. It's not my strength. And I don't care for it. So why why should I why should I need to learn how to do advanced mathematical formulas or calculus? I don't. It's it's not necessary for my job. And I've got something that can do that for me. And that means I can focus on other things. I don't have to worry about that. Outsource the things you're either not good at or you don't enjoy. Uh, let me give you maybe an example. So let's say, um, you know, we, we start to not even consider anymore uh, thinking about things and brainstorming together and, you know, like... Um, working together to to search for a solution but we're just immediately uh typing it into chat gpt right now and yeah so don't you think that we're gonna lose like a, a lot of skills over time like we're we're gonna lose our ability to uh creative think and creative write and uh just our imagination maybe also so i i see uh, some... i agree man i mean red flags there <laughs> it, it it really much invites to uh, we recently had the situation where i was asking chat gpt a question and then afterwards one was like hey why didn't you ask me I have a very good take on this one and uh, i think it this will become stronger and stronger people will be rather asking chat gpt's the question and 
be less reliant on on working as a team and not even think about hey can we solve this as a team no i'm just gonna ask ai what it thinks about it and i mean sooner or later we will have to find a solution for this to not become even more isolated and yeah uh, that's that's an, a path i don't like going down i think as long as we maintain the underlying focus on the human the people and the interactions and, and it may be that we'll, we'll reach a point where we have to be very intentional about how we interact with one another we might include statements in our team agreements and charters about how we handle this sort of conversation how we handle the use of ai whether we use it as a an amplifier to our existing knowledge and skills rather than something to replace our creative thinking. I, I am not suggesting in any way that we stop having retrospectives together or, or having team working sessions where we uh, leverage our, our unique skills and backgrounds. Not at all. I'm suggesting that it's something that can amplify the existing skills that team already has in a way that saves them time, saves them energy, helps them achieve their goals not as a replacement for key critical skills or any human focus. Yeah, so maybe on the topic of, of like rules, um, Juana and I, we agreed we're never going to send each other AI-generated messages that are not marked as AI-generated messages, just to like be sure, okay, am I getting a poem now that is AI-generated or is this, <laughs> what is yeah, this? Yeah, uh... that, that's a very good example. So... Benjamin created a, a romantic poem once and he sent it to me and I was like, oh, this is nice. And then he told me it's AI generated. And then, then I was like, you ruined it. Yeah, I was <laughs> I ruined quite, it. quite disappointed, actually. And and I noticed that, you know, it's it's a, it's a, a dangerous zone, I think, for relationships if if we start going in that direction, then you start wondering, like, are you really talking to this person or are you talking to some <laughs> algorithm? <laughs> oh, you've just, you've just opened a new, a new thinking for me. Can you, can you imagine being catfished by AI? Like, <laughs> oh my think, God. You think yeah. you're talking to someone awesome and that actually you realize that their, their, their beautiful language, the way they say things has all just been the content. It's all been an of AI chatting to you. That I, yeah. Dystopian, I mean, right? it's already happening. So yeah. the, the bot armies pretending to be humans, image, uh, like profile pictures generated by AI, opinions generated by AI. And this is already happening. We're already being influenced by that. So we need to find a platform like um, where we can make sure that there is really a person behind this who is writing this or some way, I don't know what way it will be, but I want to have a, a place where I can be sure I'm talking to humans and not to, to some AI bot. And then like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we might end up with bot free platforms that, that prevent that's all that, that spot that sort of interaction. And, and, you know, we just end up with human, human zones, who knows, we're imagining, far into, zones, yeah. we're imagining far into the future. Uh, mm. But it's time to, to close up the show. We've had a, a great conversation <laughs> here. I, I could talk about this for hours, but I'm conscious we're trying to keep these, these episodes short and snappy. So uh, it's been great to have you once more joining us on the show. Oana. thank you for your support in, in my, helping with my initiative to improve representation in the agile podcasting space. My pleasure. It's been, enjoy 
It's been so enjoyable geeking out with both of you. It's left with me with some fresh ideas that I'll be exploring with my favorite robotic assistant. Will AI take <laughs> over our jobs? It remains to be seen. As I said, I welcome our new robot overlords. Now, Ben, is there anything you'd like to leave our listeners with and where should they find more information about you and your work before we go? Yeah, so um, first, thank you so much for having me. It was really a blast. Um, you can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn, all kinds of places. It's at Benny, B-E-N-I-T-H-O-R-S. And I'm usually talking about AI stuff. I'm currently building an AI song from Grimes. Uh, she open sourced her voice so everyone can use her voice as an artist. And that's that's what I'm spending my time with. <laughs> amazing <laughs> thank you for your involvement and, and do send those links and i'll include them in the, the show notes right folks click that follow or subscribe button to ensure you stay wired into the podcast if this episode sparked some ai amazing insights for you and if you've gained some value in it then pay it forward by sharing with someone else who might enjoy it too and as always folks don't stop believing bye now bye bye You've just listened to another episode of the Virtually Agile podcast. Don't forget to check out www.thevirtualagilecoach.co.uk for one of the largest collections of free templates on the web on all things agile. If this show provided value, I'd love your support by following or subscribing on your platform of choice. See you folks next time.